0: Hello friends, this is Cliff Knight from Equippers International. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We want to lift up Jesus and provide a place for you to learn more about Him and to grow in your relationship with Him. If you find the podcast helpful, feel free to share it with others. We believe it will be a source of blessing and encouragement and you will be strengthened in your relationship with Jesus. Hello, welcome back to the Equippers International Podcast, where we're studying the book of Romans. We're in chapter 5. In this episode, we're going to be looking at verses 6 through 11. Let me read those verses, and then we'll make our comments. For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also exalt in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation." Well, these verses are just a continuation of what Paul has started to talk about in Romans chapter 5. If you gave an overview of this chapter, you would say that it's a chapter specifically related to looking at the activity of Jesus over against the activity of Adam. Now, Paul has not introduced Adam into discussion yet, but that's going to come in much more detail in the following verses. But it's good for us to see it from an overview standpoint, because in verse six, Paul starts talking about the activity of Jesus in salvation, specifically in him dying and the significance of him dying as it relates to our justification. Now, I would say that these verses have what I would call some practical reasoning and some comparisons. So let's lift those out and take a look at what they mean. He says here that it's at the right time that Christ died for the ungodly. This is just a general statement, I believe, to Paul recognizing God's perfect timing and bringing salvation to humanity in and through his son, Jesus Christ. This was an awareness that Paul obviously picked up through a revelation. He says the same thing in Galatians chapter four, when he talks about how in the fullness of time, God sent his son so it's no mistake that God did what he did through Jesus at the specific time in history that he did it. Now, we may not understand all of that in our abilities to understand it in the natural, but let it suffice to say that Paul's telling us that God did it at the right times. So we can take good comfort in that. But what I want to recognize is this comparison in verses seven and eight. He says there, and I think it's just a very natural illustration, he's saying that... You know, people don't normally die for other people. If they did, they probably wouldn't waste their time dying for a bad person. Paul says... Hardly somebody would die for a righteous person or for a good person, they might die. Now, is Paul making some type of judgment call on who's worth dying for or not? No, I don't believe that's what he's doing. Because if you read verse eight, here he comes with the comparison with the but. God demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ did die for us. So what is he saying? He's saying that, yes, maybe somebody might die for a righteous person, but... But God does the unthinkable and sends Jesus and he dies for the sinner. He dies for the person that does not deserve anyone dying for them. And I believe Paul is just highlighting and stressing again the beauty of God's grace, the gift that he gives us in salvation through the death of Jesus. So that, remember, God can be right. He can be righteous in all his dealings and no one can point a finger at him and bring him under accusation. He actually does the good thing. He does the noble thing. He does the thing that demonstrates love. And that's the highest thing that God can do. It shows his righteousness. It shows his goodness. And so this is what Paul's stressing, that even though we were yet sinners, God loves us. And he demonstrates that by Jesus dying for us. And then he says in verse nine, much more Having now been justified by his blood. Now, this is the second time that Paul's mentioning the blood of Jesus. You'll remember back in chapter three, we looked at those very important foundational verses where it says that God publicly demonstrated Jesus as a propitiation in his blood. So that was the shedding of the blood that was very necessary because there had to be a sacrifice based on everything that God had designed. There had to be a price. There had to be something that would fulfill the requirement necessary to make atonement for sin. And we know that it's through the shedding of the blood that the atonement comes. And we looked at this in great detail in our study of the book of Hebrews that we did just previous to this study we're doing on the book of Romans. So you can go back and you can listen to those episodes and get a lot more insight into what the writer of Hebrews explains to us about. About the blood of Jesus. It's a beautiful truth and one that's very foundational in our understanding of justification. But then he goes on to say, as well, how much more shall we be saved from wrath through him? Now, before I make a comment on that, I just want to go ahead and read verse 10 because I think it's important. Again, Paul's making some comparisons here, so we kind of have to follow his argument first as a whole before we start getting into a lot of the details. So in verse 10, he says, for if while we were yet enemies, he's just reiterating what he's already said, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, that is through the shedding of his blood, how much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life now a couple of things, Paul introduces this idea of reconciliation for the first and only time in the book of Romans. He mentions it more in second Corinthians chapter five, where he talks specifically about the reconciling of the world through Christ. But here he just introduces this idea of reconciliation simply means that the relationship has been set right. There has been a reconciling of all the wrong, but it's interesting. note what he says. So when God set the relationship right by reconciling us, we've already seen in detail that he declares us righteous through our faith. If we believe in what he's done in Christ, he then declares us righteous. This is what Paul's referring to when he refers to having been justified by his blood and also that we have been reconciled through his death. So there's this positive aspect in regards to our justification and our reconciliation. But then he goes on to say that there's another positive aspect and that there is salvation. There is the process of being saved. He mentions it in verse 9 and he mentions it in verse 10. He says, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. And then again in verse 10, we shall be saved by his life. So what's Paul saying? Paul's saying that as part of the gospel, not only are we justified and reconciled and declared righteous with God, we then are given the life of Jesus by which we experience salvation on a daily basis. Now, this is something I wish I had more time to really unpack for us, but it's so important that we understand Paul's understanding of the gospel is that the provision of God was not just to set things in order or set them right, but also to give us resource to be able to live the Christian life significantly and successfully, so to speak, because without Christ, we cannot be saved. There are so many forces working against us. And I believe, just as a side note, I believe this is what Paul's speaking about in regards to the wrath. Now, we talked about wrath a lot in the previous episodes earlier in the book. And I think it's important that we note in this verse 9 where it says that we would be saved from the wrath through him. Most Bibles say the wrath of God, but of God is not in the original text. It's not in the original language. So the interpreters and translators of our English Bibles insert those words of God. And I talked about my understanding of wrath in detail already, but I think what Paul is alluding to here is more the wrath that can come upon our lives and the absolute chaos that can be created without the resource of the grace and the presence of Jesus in our lives. There's a very real boomerang effect, if you want to put it that way, Greg Boyd talks about this idea of how sin has a boomerang effect, how when you sin, it's like a boomerang, it will come back and hit you and it will create wrath in your life. And so Paul's explaining this beautiful truth that in Christ, we can be saved from wrath. We will be saved from the chaos around us, not necessarily our circumstances and situations that we don't have control over. We talked about that in the previous. Episode, we exalt in those tribulations and those sufferings that come our way as a result of being in this world. But there's this very real sense in which Paul is saying we experience being saved on a daily basis from the things that are coming against us, like the power of sin and like the devil, our enemy. And Paul says the life of Jesus saves us. So this is a beautiful addition, it's another aspect of of the gospel and of salvation that Paul's wanting us to understand. And then he says in verse 11, and not only this, again, we exalt. So he's tying again, this idea of rejoicing and celebrating, just like he did at the very first verses of chapter five, that we exalt in the hope of the glory of God. And we exalt in our tribulations. And again, for the third time, we exalt in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have rejoiced received this reconciliation. We are greatly rejoicing in the fact that we have been reconciled to God and we have been given the resource of his life by which we are saved on a daily basis. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.